Hey, mates, just reminding you again that our live episodes from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival are still up. TheLittleDumbDumbClub.Bandcamp.com. Head over there and you can find them all. Thanks to everyone who's been getting them and listening to them and enjoying them so far. If you're still on the fence uh, wondering whether it's worth your time and effort, here is a little sample for you to maybe push you over the fence. I'll never name drop again, I promise. <laughs> Can I just say I how? Can I say how weird it is sitting here? I because of the stage lights, I can't see McGregor in the crowd. I can just hear his disembodied voice. Like it's like some version of a space odyssey. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that, Tommy. Wouldn't that be disconcerting if the robot, the computer on your spaceship, was Luke McGregor in the space? I'm right here. Be... I'm still sorry. Here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> still, still here. Can you... Can you please close the? Can you close the cabin doors, please? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> will you will you close the cabin doors and will you go out with me? <laughs> uh, well, if you guys are gonna be like that, I'll just. <laughs> oh. I wonder. I wonder how long the range on that. No, uh, don't don't come into the show. Uh, it's really shit. I think Carl just shat himself, and uh, Tommy is uh, dead. So. <laughs> and we're back. That was very funny, that bit. Uh, uh, we haven't... I don't know what bit it we is. We haven't worked out what bit we're going to yeah, put in. Yeah, we'll but I'm home. sure it was great, because they're all great. Yeah. Tommy's going to put that in later. So I hope he hasn't stitched me up by putting a not funny thing, and then I laughed at that and looked like an idiot. <laughs> but it was all good. I remember every second of every episode being great. Yep. Tony Martin, Andrew O'Keefe, all those guys. Get on there, thelittledumdumclub.bandcamp.com. Download them. Let us know what you think, and we'll see you soon. See you, mates. Welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting opposite me is the other half of this little program. His name is Carl Chan. G'day, dickhead. Putting a bit of extra sauce in there. Yeah. Words I don't always use. Just roadblocks in front of me, speed humps. Mm-hmm. Just uh, getting in the way of the dickhead mention. But, That's it. Uh, we're there now. That's exactly it. Uh, hey, uh, we do mailbag on this show from time yes. to time. We I like love it. mailbag because you get all the emails and I, I don't read them. So this is the first time I hear most of the stuff. Yeah, well, you. I mean, it feels pretty evenly weighted. You. I don't know if people know this for sure, but you control the Twitter. That's all you. And the email is all me. So yeah. that's if you want to get something to one of us without the other one finding <laughs> out, aside from Facebook, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the way it's evenly weighted. Uh, we got an email here Private the other message day. me insults about uh, Daslo on Twitter, by mm. the way. Yeah. yeah, and private message me just nice things about me to make up for what Carl says to me. Uh, we got an email here the other week from uh, Joseph McKenna, listener slash friend of the show. Hey, mates. I have been a little dum-dumber since the end of 2010, and every week I've waited in anticipation for the next episode. I was trying to think how I found you both, but I don't have the foggiest idea. Whether it was divine intervention or Tommy's dulcet tones drawing me in, I thank my lucky stars for finding your humorous podcast. Uh, I like that my dulcet tones would draw someone in who hasn't heard the show. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm that seeping, loud. Seeping out of iTunes somehow. Yeah, they just yeah. go wafting over the city. It's like the bat signal for... It's like a, the, the siren's call, dragging <laughs> you into the rocks. <laughs> exactly. And dul- is that the first time anyone's called your voice dulcet? Yeah. Oh, there was a story about someone... You remember ages ago I was at a party and I was talking to someone and then from behind me I heard someone I didn't know going, is that the dulcet tones oh. of Tommy Dassler <laughs> with someone who listened to the show? All right. So have you, no one's ever used the term dulcet not sarcastically. No, that's up. correct. Yeah. Why I've left it so long to thank you for your gratuitous work, I'm not sure, but the other day I was kicked into gear through randomly meeting a fellow dum-dumber along Chapel Street. When he was about 10 metres in front of me, I saw the dum-dum T-shirt he was wearing was none other than a blue little dum-dum club T-shirt. Completely out of character, I confidently put up my hand for a high five saying, Hey, mate. This bloke, without breaking stride, gave me the crispest high five of my entire life while replying, Hey, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Then the moment was gone and we both kept heading on our way like nothing had happened. Oh, that is awesome. Anyway, for the rest of the week, I had nothing but a grin on my face thanks to being called a dickhead. (laughs) Oh, what a wonderful world. (laughs) So at the end of all that, I want to thank you both for giving up your time each week for giving me something to laugh at on my way into uni on a Thursday. Also, to encourage more random meetings, how can I get a T-shirt? Cheers, Joey. Now, there's a couple of things I like about that. Uh, I like that, you know, he says he's a big fan of the show, 
But it took actually seeing someone else in public wearing a T-shirt to make him want a T-shirt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he had no interest before then. Or maybe he thought he was the only listener. Yeah, well, it that. could have been, yeah. He was a little bit embarrassed. Um, I, I also just had this thought while reading it. Um, you know, like a lot of people uh, deliberately try and not find out what we look like. You yeah. know, it would have been great if that was just you. Yeah. Like, and he hadn't <laughs> yes. known it. Like, if if he'd seen you and you'd high fived him in the street, and he had no idea. And that's our advertising campaign: me yeah. wearing our t shirt around. Yeah, we just go around. Yeah. yeah, scouting listeners. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, people don't know what we look like. I have we said this before. I encourage people to 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 send us messages about what they think we look like, given the, on the basis of our voice. We have yeah, pe- plenty of people say that they're deliberately not uh, like look because the overwhelming thing is people. People go hunting for pictures of us and then are just extremely disappointed and appalled in what we actually look like. No one has has yet gone, oh, you you guys look awesome. Yeah. I thought you were like normal, but you're actually much better looking than we thought. Because I do, like, I do sort of know where, even though part of me goes, I don't know what you would think I look like, but I do, you know, like when you do see pictures of people on the radio, like big claim coming up. I did a gig the other week with Scott Dooley from Triple J and Nova and stuff. Yep. And just as he was talking to me, I was like looking at him going, you shouldn't look like this. Yeah, right. And I, I don't know, that's not a bad thing. I don't know what in my head I had him pegged as, but yep. it just looks wrong, yep. you know? He looks, Scott Dooley looks wrong is what you're saying. Yes. Right. Okay. People on the radio should yep. look differently. <laughs> Everyone on the radio should be different. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, send us an email, uh, littledumdumclub at gmail.com if you ever want to get in touch, particularly if you have not, maybe try and find like a lookalike, you know, of what you, and don't just take the easy route and send in a girl for me. That's <laughs> cheap. No, don't send in a picture of a, a, an asshole for Carl. Just actually genuinely listen to our voice and bad, see though. what you think. A girl and an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just literally someone's fucking a asshole. A girl's asshole. <laughs> Should rename the podcast. <laughs> uh, our guest today, you know her from Twitter, you know her from her podcast, You're Welcome and the Minutes. Please welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, Mel Buttle. Yay! Come on, you boys. You may know her from sitting quietly for the last 10 minutes while yep. we talk about ourselves. Mm, very good work. <laughs> Uh, so, you, you know, you do a couple of podcasts. Do you ever get that? Do you ever get people, uh, you know, uh, curious as to what you look like, thinking you look different, anything like that? Yeah, I get a lot of disappointed faces at gigs. Oh, <laughs> they go, oh you're, you're Mel. Are you? Yep, yep, that's me. This is, this is it. Oh, I see what you mean. You, what do you mean you see what, like, you know, because <laughs> on the podcast I'm talking also about eczema and not having any boyfriends and they just come up and go, ah, oh, yep, yeah, that fits. Yep, well done. So, uh, yeah. Well, I was impressed last night because I did a gig with you last night and I was on the door and someone, uh, a pair of people came in and said, uh, you know, tickets and whatever. And I went, oh, cool, why are you here? How do you know about us? I always ask people um, how they found out about the gig and whatever down in St Kilda. And uh, they go, oh, we're here for... Uh, for Miss Miss Buttle, and I went. Oh, cool! Yeah. Some fans and whatever, and then they go, "Yeah, yeah, we just wanted to come and see Melanie." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that, to be clear, that's not your name. That's not my name. <laughs> that seems to be a recurring thing at your gigs: people coming in who are fans of the act on, like the guy coming to see Dave Anthony because he was a walking the oh, room yeah. fan, thinking it was Greg Barrett. Yes. What is what is going on with the people that come to your gigs? What is going on with people? <laughs> yeah. Call in. Yeah. Uh, can I check though, Carl? Were those two people? Can I just make a broad guess based on my demographic? And I'm just I'm casting nasturtiums. What, was one of them a lesbian or a gay man? Um, yeah, <laughs> I think you may have got the combo there. Okay. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. What? Both a lesbian and a gay man together? Yeah. Wow. And, like a, and a girl's asshole walk, also walked in the same time. <laughs> no. Um, no. Well, don't say no. There would have been girls' yeah. assholes in the room. I didn't walk in though. <laughs> yeah, would have walked in face first. Anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was uh, 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 it was good. You had uh, some uh, fans down there last time. Yeah, all two of them. All yeah. two of them. No, I think there was a couple more. Yeah, I think there was a, a set. I think there was two pairs. Yeah, yeah I'm re- I'm quite famous. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably a bit too good for your podcast, yeah. but very kind of me and very generous of me to drop in. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, get you in a position where you're going to start bragging because the other the other pair of people did know your full name. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. You're very famous with pairs of people. Yeah. Yes. People in their twos really enjoy you. Yeah. You're a, uh, nah, for me. Yeah, you're a combined effort. No loners. No lone fans. Um, now, uh, I want to bring up uh, this to start with. Maybe um, you have some advice. Uh, we're talking about uh, emails before. Mm-hmm. Um, we all do a lot of comedy. Um, I And like I said then, I am involved in gigs and running gigs and whatever. 
And sometimes you get, you know, I think you would get a lot of correspondence, I think, uh, uh, on Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff like that. Do you have any uh, weird fans or weird, you know, people hit you up and stuff uh, like that? Because yeah. you've, you're one of those people that has changed their name on, on Facebook now, so it's not yes. as readily available. Uh, is that because you've had weirdos or anything like that? Oh, weirdos galore. Like where, like where to begin? Like I think the problem started when I did a festival show in 2010 and the closing 20 minutes of that show was all about um, fingering and that gave people the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> they took that the wrong way, Tori. Yeah. Um, they seemed to think I was mad up for a good finger. Um, <laughs> I, I am. But that, um, that opened the floodgates and every cockhead who came and saw that show, and by cockhead I mean 56-year-old married man, oh. sent me an email going, well, G'day, love, love. Of the jokes, but I could help you out with your other problem. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's too far to actually type out woohoo. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's creepy. Wow. So, and that keeps going now? You see, because yeah. I think I would say, and I might be completely wrong, but you know, um, there's no creepy girls hitting us up, is there? No. There's no. much more creepy guys in the world than there are <laughs> yeah. creepy girls. Well, not yet. Uh, let's start the challenge. <laughs> Any creepy girls, just come at us. Get into it. Yeah. Um, so obviously I, I would assume, and I might be wrong, but there are more creepy guys out there. So you're going to cop more of that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's, the guys are worse. The girls are just really intense. I have a few um, young girls that send me messages on Facebook and they're just, oh, they're just in love with me. Yep. And they don't know that they're gay yet, but they're 16. <laughs> <laughs> Funny feelings in the tummy about Mel. <laughs> and they write me these Facebook messages like, oh, I fucking love you, Mel. I want to be you and I want to just be you hanging out with Josh Thomas and and, oh, kissing maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so I've got a few of those. Oh, where, when do, where do we get these? Yeah, that's, that's Where are the bizarre. guys feeling funny in their tummies about <laughs> us? I mean, there are, I think there has been a few feeling funny in their tummies about you, but yeah. before they thought you were a That's guy. true, yeah. Oh, you guys, I want to be you. I want to hang out with Luke McGregor and maybe kiss him. Oh, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> So, so do you get, would you be, because, uh, uh, you know, you've, you've worked with Josh Thomas a lot, you've, you've supported him on tours and yes. stuff like that. Do you get, do, you, do people kind of, uh, has there been a lot of people treating you as a conduit to trying to get to Josh? You know uh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. There's, um, th- there's a point of the night where they realise that um, even though Josh has spoke about being gay for an hour, <laughs> that these girls finally, the penny drops and they go, uh, I'm not going to get anything. Ah, Buttle's here. And uh, they sort of, girls and blokes both will like sidle up to me and just look at me like, I'm the crumbs that have been left on the platter. Oh. So, yeah, no, wet your finger, lick me up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's I get I get a lot of people becoming my friend and then going, look, um, not not too much hassle, but can you just flick me Josh's number? <laughs> Is it happening the other way around? Is there any 56 year old married guys that are that are buddying up to Josh to get to you? That would be cool. I wish. No, <laughs> yeah. no, that that's, unfortunately doesn't happen. But no, my main the main problems I have because why I did the Facebook fake name thing, Carl. Is because I speak on a national radio station on Triple J for about four minutes a week. Yep. That I, that enrages people because um, apparently I'm uh, I'm as one person said, you are the genocide of radio. Give oh. Triple J back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's four minutes, mate. It's four back, minutes. Back to who? Back to bloody Adam and Will. Back to oh, the, oh yeah. yeah, back to the Sandman. The Sandman. How dare you take yeah. his job? Yeah, and so I was just sick back of- to Jono and Dano. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so I, I was like, what, what these dudes would do, it'd be a guy would pop up to me, my friend on Facebook and he, you know, he'd have a neck tattoo, he'd have his sunglasses around his neck and his hat on backwards. And he, I was like, oh, does, do I want to be friends with Jono Mad Dog? <laughs> I was like, all right, add. And, and then Jono becomes my friend and straight away sends me a message. Dear Mel, thanks for ruining the radio, oh. you slut. <laughs> Why do they need to friend you to send you that? Yeah, they just what they want in. They want to go through my photos and just make sure I am a fucking dumb slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've never been so so jealous of such abuse. I like that you're a slut for ruining the radio. Fucking slut! Because you ruin a lot of different radio stations, you know, constantly. Yeah, yeah I do. It's very yeah. all in four minutes. What if they gave you eight minutes? God, <laughs> bloody blow up! Just be, be out a of bunch control. of rubble over there. Yeah. Um, I got I got a message this week, and it's nothing of the magnitude of that, but I did find it very. Um, Amusing, um, because you know I help run some gigs and whatever. Sometimes you get hit up. You get hit up by a lot of. Oh, that, I think that's my annoying emails. I don't get up, hit up by anyone saying I've ruined any radio stations. I get hit up by people wanting gigs and going. I've never met you, and I've never been to a venue, and I've never done anything. But I would like a gig tonight, maybe now, as I'm typing. This. So, <laughs> um, so I got an email this week, and I won't say any names or whatever. But 
um, you know, it's just a normal sort of an email. Sort of said, "Hey, hey, hey, Kay," which is you know taking liberties, given that I don't know this person. <laughs> hey, Kay, I don't think that abbreviation is appropriate, but anyway. <laughs> um, how goes it past? You know, post festival, you're still knackered. Oh, just hitting you up to see what's going on, and you know, oh, you got your rooms going. Oh, I've been gigging around, so yeah, I'm up for you know what? What are the gigs you're running these days? And I'm just like very short and sharp. Hi, hi, um, you know, here's the gigs. You need to come down and check it out. See you down there. Carl, spelt it out, because yeah, I want to keep it formal. Um, yeah, if, Your yeah. parents gave you all those letters for a reason. Exactly. You should and use all of them. There's only four of them, you know. God, how much time are you saving? Um, yeah, the response, yeah, for sure. I'm going to get heaps. I'm going to go to heaps of nights. I've got some nights, you know, uh, nights off coming up. Lol. I don't know why that was funny. Um, do, you, do you do a bunch of different nights, even though... She, the person's already spelt out that they know exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just finding it out. This, oh, you got so many. My response, yes. Like I said before, um, these are the nights. See you down there, Carl. Um, cool. I'll get to heaps. Thanks. Now, this is the sign-off. Um, so they've asked for gigs. They've asked where they are, where the gigs are and everything. The last sign-off before they go. Right. Good man. I'll get to heaps. Thanks. Return. About to go and have a hose shoved up my butt and flushed with water. Have you done colonics? <laughs> Not really sure what to expect. Ha ha. <laughs> wow. That's the sign off. <laughs> maybe that's like, maybe that's like trying to establish some credentials for getting a gig. Like I'm about to go to do this ridiculous thing, so you know I'm going to have good material about it. <laughs> you know I'm dedicated to the art of comedy. I'm doing things that I can write jokes about. Wow. Um. That's the, you know, can I have this? Can I have a gig? And here's something to share with you. I don't know where, I mean, <laughs> sort of like saying, well, hey, you know, I'm not full of shit. Literally, yeah. lol. Yeah. Well, you know, we we're just saying before about, you know, women's assholes. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> and yeah, and well, I'm complaining about not getting any uh, uh, sleazy people busting onto me. I mean, maybe that's what that is. Is that a, is that a pickup line? Is that a come online? I don't think so. No, I don't think it no. is. <laughs> but have you ever, I mean, maybe this is your fault. Like, I don't know. Like, have you ever established publicly how clean you like people's buttholes to be when they're doing a gig for you? Like, is that? A, do you have any kind of criteria with that? Well, usually we say you've got to come down to book the gig. You've got to be in the venue to book the gig. But I don't think I've ever said that you ne- your rectum needs to be 100% clean or have some sort of fragrance or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think. I don't, I'll have to go back through my paper trail. But. should really institute that policy. Wow. <laughs> But you know, next time you, you message us at uh, littledumdumclub at gmail.com, give us an update of uh, mm. how your arsehole is. Mm. You know? don't, don't skimp. I've never had a colonic. I haven't either. I've been thinking about doing it. Oliver Clark got one and he said it was like one of the greatest experiences of his whole life. Wow. Yeah. I've never had one, but I've heard they're good. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've heard the similar, but I'm like, I'm paranoid about safety and I was like, what if they put the hose up there and it like rips my bowel and then I'm in a wheelchair forever. Mm. Like I'm, I'm a bit over irrational. Yeah. Well, what, what is it like? Is it, is it supposed to be, it's not, obviously it's not like a fire hose. It's just going bang, clean out the joint. <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah, it's not but... a fire hose. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> Some people may have thought it was like that. I don't know. Because it's got to clean. Like, it can't be like a gentle, you know, like the taps on 1% or whatever. That's mm. not going to clean anything because it's going up as well. Yeah, I think Ollie did tell me about this and it was a while ago, but it's like it's it's they flush you full of some stuff and then you just kind of left and you just have to hang out there and then come a certain point you get the rumblings and like you've got to stay in the place right. to do the, you know, oh, evacuation. Really? Yeah, they don't they don't just let you go home. Like you have to stay there you know, for a little while and, and wait for it to all come out. And he said the feel like they, you get really, really full and it's like pretty intense. And then when it comes out, he said it's just like the most euphoric feeling of all time. <sighs> wow. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. That's a good ad. Yeah. <laughs> we should be sponsored by whatever that company is because that actually sounds quite – I've got this ongoing – Well, you've got to email this person back and, and find out where they're doing it and what it was like. Get yeah. the hookup. Okay. Do it right Maybe now. Maybe I will do yeah, that. Yeah, they're probably cool. sitting by their email right now. Do it. <laughs> do it right fun. now. See if we can get a response by the end of the show. Well, when oh. you pop them onto headline, just, <laughs> just ask yeah. them afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I've got a bit of – like because that sounds really good. Like I like the that idea of being that clean. You know, there's only mm. such – so clean you can be from the outside, but being clean on that inside. That, I've got this ongoing fantasy about, um, oh, no, no, this is fine. I can say this. <laughs> about just the idea of maybe taking all of my teeth out what? and just giving them like a really good clean oh, and then putting Carl. them back in. Yeah. Would that be good? Oh, you've come to the right place. Yeah. I am obsessed 
with teeth, like, right. and the the filthy, like, I didn't want to do this podcast because I'd gone out, then I'd eaten breakfast, and I had to do it with dirty teeth. Yes. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I should have bought a toothbrush. Yeah. Like, and I feel filthy and disgusting sitting here doing yeah. this. Yeah. I got chewing gum. It's not enough. Yeah, right, what cool. do you mean ongoing fantasy? Well, I just... Well, like, you, know, you dream about well, it? Or? No, like Mel saying, right, then, like, you're out, you, you, you feel a bit of grunge on there, and I just go, oh, what could I... Oh, wouldn't this be good if I could just knock them out now and just, just get a... You know, get the fire hose from out of my butt and just go... That's not them. how teeth work. Yeah, I know, but it's why it's called once a fantasy. You, once you take them out, that's it. They're done. Yeah, I understand. You, you can pick one. You I can have teeth Tommy. in your mouth. I don't think you do. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I said You fantasy. said this is an ongoing I fantasy. I said fantasy. Some people fantasize about, um, you know, Angelina Jolie. I know that's not going to happen. That's why it's called a fantasy. I think... Having Angelina Jolie is more likely to happen than <laughs> the idea of you pulling your teeth out, cleaning them, and then just being able to easily reinsert them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I give them a blast under a tap. If I'm, if I see it, you know, when you find a tap in a public bathroom that's like, it's like a fire hose. Yeah. What I do is I turn that tap on flat out, and I like to, you know, on the bottom jaw, just behind yes. the bottom teeth, that yes. gets chocker block. Yeah. I put that uh, under the tap and try and get the blast in there. Wow, to get that's the good. Out. That is yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I always like you know I've been getting a lot of public transport recently, and like if you smell like trams stink generally. Yeah. Like if you smell a bit of a weird smell and it's there for a little bit too long, you start to go, oh, it's looking more and more likely that that's me because yeah. you know like all the other passengers around you have like you know, come and gone and, and you're the only constant like with the smell and you're like, oh, and you're trying to do that like, you know, you breathe out yeah. a little bit and then you try and catch the smell of it. Yep. Oh, God, what I a nightmare. You lick your fingers and yeah. stuff. Oh, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I lick my, my wrist, wait for it to dry, give it a sniff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what frustrates me. I brought this up on the show before a long time ago, but it's still happening. Um, my girlfriend does a thing where she girlfriend. gets- Girlfriend? Yeah. Oh. Clang. Wasting my fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I sat through five minutes of colonic irrigation talk for nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to change my name on Facebook. Um, I have a girlfriend, um, and sh- what she does is she gets up in the morning and then brushes her teeth and then has breakfast and goes to work. Oh, she's mental. Got to get rid of her. <laughs> no, nah, it's never going to work. <laughs> but that's it's crazy to me because she immediately eats breakfast straight after she is brushes she, her teeth. Because is she still doing it? That's ridiculous because yes. that's, that's not only not only does that defeat the purpose of brushing your teeth, but doesn't breakfast then taste like weird and You know that classic thing like you brush your teeth and then have orange juice? Yeah. Doesn't everything just taste weird and minty? I really, I love brushing my teeth at night and then drinking cold water, ice cold yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. a great Yeah, feeling. oh man. Arctic blast. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, exactly. That is intense. But that's what she does. She brushes her teeth and then immediately will have like Vegemite on toast and come and Ooh. kiss me goodbye and, I'm not, and it stinks. And I go, you, what's the point of brushing your teeth then? Because your teeth are clean for maybe 30 seconds. You know what's going on? You know what's going on, I reckon, at her job? She's the stinky person at her job, I reckon. Maybe. She's the one that everyone's like, oh, man. But it frustrates me. She's her got, breath. Ugh. She's got perfect teeth and everything. And I'm always saying, you've got to brush. She doesn't brush her teeth before she goes to bed either, which annoys me. Yeah. But I don't know why it annoys me, but it does. I think maybe because I have to scrub mine to get mine clean. I'm thinking about knocking them out just to clean them. Whereas <laughs> she's she's smearing Vegemite all over her mouth and going to bed and it's fine. She's mm. got perfect teeth. Yeah. It really annoys she's me. She's got the Ferrari of teeth and yeah. she's popped a My Family sticker on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Oh uh, man, that is that is frust. Like, what? Yeah, how can we fix this? Because that's that's annoying me, and I don't even have to. Well, I've the lack out, of common sense in that. I've put it out publicly now, so maybe this will shame her into to, <laughs> into acting appropriately. We should give out her Facebook details so that yeah. she has to change her name because she's getting so much abuse. Yeah, yeah. Clean your teeth properly, you mole. Yeah. Uh, no, I dare say if I give out the details, I think more likely we'll get the fifty-five-year-old married men giving her details about what she can <laughs> do with her mouth. No, but I'm not sure. Teeth. Not sure if it would be appropriate. On the changing names thing on Facebook, uh, a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, one of my oldest friends from uh, from primary school, he uh, he was getting into like getting all paranoid about his internet security and wanting to change his name on there to a like a you know a little pseudonym or whatever and remove the tags of himself. And I was like, why? And he goes, oh, because I'm just worried about people you know finding stuff about me on the internet. And I was like. No offense, you're no one. Like, who's? What does that matter? Who is looking you, you up? You haven't wrecked a radio station at all. Like, what's he ever yeah. done? Yeah, I just found that really like. And he actually did it. Like, he changed his name and he took off everything. And I was just going, 
What do you care? Who's looking you up? And also, he's a pretty straight-laced guy. Like, he's not – there's not pictures of him in his underpants, passed out in a gutter. Like, he's – you know, the worst thing on there is a photo of him playing soccer. Like, yeah. And, the, and the, I noticed after a certain point, he just went back. Like, his, his name's back to normal. Right, and right. I think enough people had gone, man, you are you are overly paranoid. You just are. trying to drive people to his fan page. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, for his uh, work as a customer support uh, guy at Origin <laughs> oh, Energy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe there are people trying to track him down because that – those people can be annoying. That's true. Yeah, maybe. Um, I was talking about my girlfriend before. Um, I, I got a new thing. I'm I'm trying to get fit. I've I've brought it up on the show before and all that sort of stuff. And we we've got me and my girlfriend have got a race that we're we're I think what seven weeks away now. Um, six six or seven weeks away, and we've got to run ten k. So we're running a couple of times a week and stuff. And I've got a thing where. Um, like, I, I'm a reasonably naturally fit person. I think I've always played sports and stuff like That's that. That's how I think of you in my mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, my girlfriend is not so much that. She a fatty? She's not a fatty. A fatty who doesn't brush her teeth. No. Wow. <laughs> I see what's not working <laughs> She, uh, no, she's not Not fatty. even the worst thing that's been said about her on this show, I should point out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know her. I don't no. know her. She's a very nice lady. Young lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to be the nice and it sounds bad. I can oh. wedge a nice adjective in there. Oh, lady just sounds old, doesn't it? She's so, a lovely lady, yeah. and I enjoy doing the sex with her very much. <laughs> <laughs> she smells good, despite mm. what I say. Okay. Um, so we've been running, and she's uh, she's getting used to the running now. She's getting used to it, and she's getting much better. She's really good at it now. She's getting much better, but she's got a thing where. When she exercises, when she runs, she goes into a state of uh, uh, she gets mental. She gets it's like a childbirth state where um, when I run and I say, "Hey, you know, um, we're going good," and she just goes, "No, shut up, no, no," <laughs> and it's like she's three year old again and she can't talk normally. So um, what she also does is uh, on a morning like this morning, another perfect example. She uh, she dresses up. She gets a lot of clothes on. She puts a lot of clothes on to go running. Like she puts on like a singlet thing. Um, then a long sleeve shirt thing, then a jumper, and then a coat, like a raincoat. What? She did that. Yeah, oh. that's what she does. Ugh. And I go, look, you don't need that. It, and she goes, it's, you know, you walk outside, it's 10 degrees, it's cold. I'm like, yeah, but we're going to be running. You're going to warm yeah. up. No, 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 it's cold now. I don't want to go out there and be cold at the start. So, of course, we get 200 meters in. She's already taking the clothes off and whatever. And because of the way that we, we run together, I have to run at the front. She refuses to run by the side of me. Or she refuses for me to run in front. I always have to be behind for some uh, reason. Mm, just so I was going to ask you that actually. Yeah, yeah. She she can't. She doesn't want to see me <laughs> or know that I'm around while we're exercising together. For see some me reason. and my girlfriend do that, but it's more like because my girlfriend goes, "Oh, let's go for a run. I really want to go for a run with you." I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, this is so fun. We're going for a run together." So we drive up to the park and then we're stretching, and then she'll be done stretching and she'll just go, "All right, see ya," and just take off. Oh, I'm really? Like, why are you so insist? Like she's kind of like she sort of yeah is always pushing me to like go with her. Like she always wants to come with me, but then just fucks off by herself anyway. I was like, what difference does it make me being here? And then you know I finish and she's just there waiting, going, oh yeah, that was good, yeah, wasn't it? Like it was going to the nice. movies together and going yeah, to different different exa- movies. Yes, exactly. Wow, exactly. It's very weird. Well, this is what my girlfriend is. So we get in that position. I'm I'm well behind. I'm I'm directly behind her actually. And she we're getting into the run. She's got four or five layers of clothes on. She starts stripping off uh, as we're running yeah. along. Yeah, All right. but then. I get stuck with all of them. So it's just like her in that mental state just going, you, no, no, and like throwing the clothes at me. And so I'm, and she's talking like that the whole time, just screaming and whatever. And so it gets, I've got four layers of clothes on me and it's like, I'm, I'm still running, but I've got them tucked over my hand like a, like a butler. Yeah. So, and I'm running directly behind her carrying four different items of clothing. So I look, it looks like she's famous and you're her assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I look like the exercise butler. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. You've got a you've got kind of a a, a dad you're like her dad. That's yeah. that's the relationship you've got oh. with your girlfriend. So now like when you're saying like you run behind her like speed-wise if you wanted to how, like, do you reckon, you, oh, could, how far I ahead would you? I could smash it. Yeah. And let me ask you this. When you're doing the, the run, when you're doing the, whatever it is, the 10K, are you going to, you know, are you going to keep this up? Are you going to stay behind her? Are you going to try and go alongside? No. Or are you just going to smash her and just every man for himself? <laughs> no, I'm not going to be like that at all. I'm going to be, I'm going to be behind her for 10K. Right. That'll be it. Okay. With, I don't know how, whatever clothing she brings that day, I'll be bringing that. Um, no. You should, you should give her like, you know. Eight or nine, and then just the last bit just goes, see you, mate, and just blitz her. Just to just to remind her of what you're really capable of. Yeah, you know, yeah. make her appreciate all the times that you are behind her. No, but I'm actually sort of 
I'm taking liberties in a way because I enjoy running with her because for I don't know if this makes sense, but when I'm running with her, I'm sort of coaching her and I just have to worry about what I'm saying to her and, and what she's saying back and how she's going or whatever. If I run by myself, the only thing that's going through my mind is, I'm fucked. Yeah. This is really hard. I hate this. Do you this. listen to music or anything like that? No, no, no. I just run. Yeah, I, I, I do that. Like I, 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 I got onto listening to music and now I can't. Not listen to stuff when I run, right? Because otherwise, it's just that. Yeah, it's it's so much harder. Well, I'm, no, so that's what's going in my head instead of music going through my ears. I'm just saying to my girlfriend, "Hey, you're doing a really good job." And there's a corner up here, and she's going, "No, shut up! Take this. There's a wind cheater." The end. When no, are you going to get up. sick of giving, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bad bloke. <laughs> and you can find me on Facebook, Carl Chandler, K-A-R-L-C-H-A-N-D-L-E-R. <laughs> so, girls, if you've had any fantasies about being looked after too much, hit me up, girls. Yeah, or teeth-related fantasies as well. <laughs> you guys can share fantasies. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if any girls out there want to knock my teeth out and then put a steel wool brush to them, mm. hit me up. What about you, Mel? Do you get into the fitness Use your eyes, Dasla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do not. I do. I, I do zero exercise. Although I do this thing where maybe once a month I'll go to a, a indoor heated pool in the middle of the daytime, like two p.m., and float on my back for forty oh, minutes. Yeah, you really pronounce that very Brisbane style. Pool on the peel. Peel. I go to the peel. Peel. Yeah. What yeah. Do you, how do you say it? Pool. 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 Good. Yeah. Pool. Yeah. Yeah. Pool. Pool. Peel. Peel. Yeah. It's like it's P E E W L. Pool. <laughs> Peel. Uh, no, I'm not mad for the exercise. It gives. I'm actually allergic to exercise. That's. And I'm not doing like shit gear. Like I have a thing where my skin breaks out in a rash, and I have to have an antihistamine to if I'm going to go and do exercise because I get very itchy from the blood getting up near the top of my skin or some shit. <laughs> it's a real thing, guys. I'm disabled. <laughs> um, here's what I was going to ask you about. You. Uh, you've talked about this on stage. Uh, actually, are you still? You're not still teaching? You were a teacher for a while? I, I teach one day a week mm-hmm. lately just for a bit of mad paper. So, yeah. Yeah. What, so, do you, what do you teach? What, what subject? Is question, there one subject? Good question, Carl. Yeah. Um, I am qualified in English and drama high school teaching. Oh, yeah. But at the moment, I support students with special needs in mainstream classes. So I teach special needs, although I'm not qualified in that area. Ooh. But oh. I've seen a lot of Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, that's what I do. One day a week. You've seen Rain Man? Seen it, yep. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you're like Tom Cruise in Rain Man. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I am Tom Cruise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's an all right job. I get my favorite bit is I get to hang out with teacher aides who are like the best people on earth. They're just like just should be sponsored by Millers. Like they're just oh, I love them so much. They come in and they're like, guess how much? Guess how much this costs, Linda? Guess how much? I'm like, eight dollars. Seven ninety nine. Good guess. Like, <laughs> their favourite thing is bargains. Like I love, I love that school environment of hanging out with you know just regular, regular people and just doing stuff. That, and that is weird. Is that can that be weird? Given that you, you know, you're on Triple J and 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 you're on the Facebook and you're on the Twitter mm, and stuff, and then yeah. having to deal with with students. Because I couldn't imagine being a kid at school and and you know when I was uh, at, at high school or whatever, and then going, In the oh 70s. yes, exactly. Mm. I'm old. Mm. I get it. Um, and then being able to hit up my teachers or whatever. Yeah, I thought I used to have this thing that I thought it would give me an edge and make it easier because they think I'm cool. No. No, I'm because you, they they see you first and foremost as a teacher, you're just their nerd teacher ruining the radio. Um, yeah, yeah, right. They don't yeah. care. They are not interested. Like, I, had a, I had a kid open up his laptop in class the other day and play a clip of me on the circle, and the whole class gathered around and they were like, Ugh. "Oh, miss, do they have like a button on the circle that they press to make people laugh? Because that's not- <laughs> 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 it's like no, no, that's real laughs, real laughs. Oh mine, oh mine, oh mine. And they and the kids like, that's just not funny. Why are you rapping? You're a teacher. What are you doing? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, they're, they're little shits. That's very interesting to me because teacher is like a really popular, like comedian fallback. You know, so like I know a lot of comedians who've, who've got teaching degrees or who've done teaching and, you know, like, you know, comedy is such a shaky kind of career in a lot of ways. Like I reckon that's like the number one thing that people go, if it doesn't work out, I could probably become a teacher. Because I guess in a lot of ways, it's, they drop it's, out of law, yeah. become a comedian, and then drop down. Fall to back teaching. on teaching, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then okay. from yeah. there, Jesus, I don't know what you do. Yeah. But it's you know, I guess it's a lot of, I guess it's a lot of similar kind of skills that you build up, like you know, confidence and you know, presenting in front of strangers. Yeah. yeah, all those things that get you through trying to get laughs out of strangers. I think would would be applicable to trying to win over kids. There's a girl that used to come to comedy all the time, and she was obsessed with saying. 
you've been a teacher or you're about to become a teacher or something to me because I would come out at the start of a gig and sort of go, hey, this is how the gig's going to start. You know, everyone get put your hands together and whatever. And, and she just kept going, stop treating me like I'm a student, you know. <laughs> it's like, you're a teacher. Oh, hey, teacher, I'm going to throw the, the duster into the fan. I'm like, all I'm doing is making sure people are facing the right way. I wonder if we could line that up, if we could get you to teach for a day somewhere. <laughs> I reckon I could do it. Let's do you it. Could. You remind oh. me of a PE teacher. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You've got oh. essence to PE coming out of your pores. <laughs> that, that just mean? that just means that you're likely to try and get it on with an eighteen-year-old girl. I think that's eighteen. <laughs> yeah, so eighteen-year-olds at high school. If they're, yeah. if they're dumb fucks, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been kept down for not being good at PE. Can that no, be a you thing? Turn, you turn eighteen in year twelve. I didn't. Didn't you? I didn't. No. No. You young for your year. Yeah. Okay. I was one of those ones. You one of those weird kids. No. I was one of the ones that I could I could go against the year 11s in in athletics though. No, I want to. I'd, I'd love it if someone could hook this up for us. I'd love to get you. Let's see if we can get you in I to teach a class easy. for a day. I could do it easy. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> and and uh, as a bonus, I will come into the class as a student. I'll put on a uniform. How is that a bonus? That's a that getting to see me in a little uniform. Yeah. Okay. I've still got my old carry school uniform. I'll dust it out. Yeah. It'll be good. Do you have a blue card, Carl? A blue card. Do you have blue cards in, what does in that Victoria? Mean? No. Like a pedo check. They, they <laughs> to make sure you're not one. Because um, you have to have one to come onto school property these yeah. days. Even as a tuck shop lady is, and as a uh, parent who wants to come in and read. Um, how does a pedo card work? Do you turn up with a pedo card and then and go, oh, hang on, no, someone's ticked that, so you can't come in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get Well, if you, if you, you know, you, the government does a check and they type into Google, is Carl Chandler pedo? Comes up, no. You're right. You, oh. They post you the card. Well, I thought it was more like a subway card where it's like every time you interfere with a child, yeah. you get a stamp on it. Yeah. So as long as it's completely devoid of stamps, yeah. you are. Uh, and then if you interview with six, you get a free kid. <laughs> oh, I think you'd be good, Carl. I think you'd be really good at, at it. What? Which at one? Oh, right. Okay. At raping kids. What right. do you think I mean? Right. Fuck stick. Keep up. No, at, at teaching. You've got a nice, a nice gentle energy, like a like what? A lovely persona. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to see this. I, think I like telling people what to do. That's yeah. something. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Can you yeah. number off? Can you? If Let's Ooh. say there's 18 kids and you need two teams. How are you going to get them into two teams, mate? Ooh. What are you going to do? Um, Good-looking ones versus versus the freaks? Yep, correct. Yeah, yeah. Is that how it's done? Yep. That's, oh, man. I'd love to see. And I'd love to see you with a real rough class as well. <laughs> you know, like John Lovett's in High School High Style. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. I saw it? that at the cinema. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't experience. even know it came out in the cinema. Yeah. Because it was like a mock of like Dangerous Minds, wasn't yes. it? Was it that yeah. film? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I love teaching. Straight at front row cinema for that one. Mm. Yeah. What inspired you to get into teaching? The cash money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I just I just love school heaps, Carl. Yeah. I, I, man, I would go back to school right now. Like, I'm waiting for the tap on the shoulder. Are you really? Are yeah. you for real? Oh, I love it heaps. Yeah. School was my time to shine. Like, yeah. I wasn't wasn't popular or whatever. I just I just did everything. Debating, touch football, cross country, swimming, drama club. Um, I was one of those girls. I, like, I'd speak on assembly. Guys, the Mother's Day store will be open outside the tuck shop on Tuesday. $4 gets you an excellent packet of fudge for your mums. Come along and support Cancer Research. <laughs> that sounds really good. Yeah, it's really good. That's a good, that's a good voice. Um, no, I just love school and I love drama at school. And I went, well, I opened up the university book. I was like, well, what jobs can you get? Drama, unemployed, drama teacher. I'll take teacher. Ah, yeah. Mm. But yeah. I, but then I hated it when I got when I actually got into teaching drama. It was kids ruin it; they're untalented and <laughs> they shit all over it. It's funny how like when you're at school, like you know, to like like I think most people kind of hate it. Oh, I can't wait to get out of school, and then you get out and you get a bit of distance from it, and you realise how sweet you actually did have it. You know, yeah. you finish at three o'clock every day. All your mates are just there all the time. You yeah. have to organise to see anyone. Man, it was – you don't know yep. how good you got it. Yeah, I, I always loved it. It was yeah. – uh, yeah, yeah, you get to hang out with your mates and, you know, you don't have to do work if you don't want to. Yeah. I just found it was uh, it's such a weird thing. Every time you'd have to make a decision at school about your life, I'd be like, why am I allowed to do this? Like, I'm 15 or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. obviously an idiot. Yeah. Like, shouldn't someone else be telling me what to do now? <laughs> you know, you go to you, – you finish it – like, I finished at 17 and then it's like, okay, what are you doing now? And I'd, I'd – I was always really good at school until like year 12 and then went, oh, yeah, I'm a bit sick of this now. And then it was like, oh, well, this is a point that sort of 
directs you towards your career now and yeah. you've really timed this badly. So Yeah, can... I was one of those kids who I was like, yeah, pretty decent the whole way through and then, yeah, sort of fucked around a fair bit in year 12 and then towards the end of year 12 tried to make that last ditch effort where it's like, oh no, okay, for the last month I'll study real hard and try and pull it together in the, in the, dying, yeah. in the dying hours of year 12. Yeah. Well, I was, because I was, uh, you know, I grew up in Maribor, uh, uh all my mates sort of went to Melbourne afterwards and I was like, oh, I don't know, Melbourne's a bit scary to me. I was like scared of Melbourne. <laughs> so I ended up going to Ballarat because it was like a gateway drug to Melbourne. <laughs> and there was like some people I'd met before that were going to Ballarat. So I was, it was like, oh, this is, I was looking into courses going, what courses should I do to be close to people I know? You know, like mates <laughs> and stuff. Oh, man, I had such ridiculous decision making when I was 17. Um... But yeah, I ended up going to TAFE, Clang. <laughs> what did you do at TAFE? What did you study? I studied. Well, I got into in the in the old days. Um, there was courses outside. You know how you have to go through um, VTAC or whatever down here, I mm-hmm. guess in Victoria, yep. um, and it's all through one regulated way or whatever. And so you get those first preferences, first round yep. decisions or whatever like that, and you can only take them. Well, you could get into separate stuff. So I actually had an offer to go and do. No, what was it? It was sort of like an English course at uni, mm-hmm. or I could do uh, uh, design at TAFE, graphic design at TAFE. So I took that. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know why. I think it was like just like the classrooms look better or something. And I went, okay, well, that looks cool. I can... <laughs> you were talking last time about when you went to uh, interview yeah. at a new school and they just put on pizzas and flying foxes. Yeah. So maybe it was that. Yeah, it was sort maybe of Maybe like you that. were old enough then to be dumb enough to be fooled by a trick yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like that. So I don't know. I, I just remember just sort of waking up one day going, oh, yeah, well, I'm sort of an adult now and I'm, apparently I'm doing graphic design for a living. All right, well, that <laughs> looks like what I'm going to do, even though, even though I hadn't done graphic design in high school. Right. But oh. I just <laughs> just went into it. Did you it. doodle, though, Carl? Did yeah, you... I knew what I was doing. But mm. I think I actually went, halfway through the process, I applied for graphic design and stuff at uh, uh, uni as well. And I brought in my folio and, and they went, that's just a bunch of doodling, though, really, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't do graphic design Yeah, but see, I did, <laughs> did a big wang on that one. Yeah. And that's a gun, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've told me about some of your comic strips that you used to draw, and they made me laugh, so. Yeah, they, they didn't have the same sort of uh, uh, mind that you've got, though. Mm. So, yeah, I, went, I, I did graphic design instead at, at TAFE, which was, uh, I don't know, this was just a real moment of turning up there and going, I don't know how I got here. Yeah, this, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life now. <laughs> is that would you go back to that if comedy didn't work out? Yeah, well, that's something I could, I, I ended up working in it for ten years or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I wow, still do a bit. How now. old are you? Oh, hey, you're in your thirties. So hey. am I. Hey, hey. Because I like I don't have that. Like I, you know, I finished school. I did uni for like eight months or so, and then dropped out. And like I was doing comedy at school, so I've never had. I've, you know what I mean? Like I've never gotten. Yeah. Like good employment in something outside of this, but I want to talk about this. Well, you lived this... at you lived at home. You, I mean, you've only recently moved out of home, haven't oh, you? Oh, like three years ago now. Really? I, yeah. I still live at home. I live at home right now. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Have you dad. ever have you ever moved out? Yeah, I lived in Perth for two years by myself, and I lived in out of home in Brisbane for one year. Right. But why what... did you go to Perth by yourself? Oh, uh, because I was trying to get out of teaching, and the only job in Australia I could do that I wanted was in Perth. So I went to Perth and took like a day job. In the arts department of the government. Right. And that's where I started comedy was, was over there. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's why I went to Perth. Oh. But now I'm back. Yeah. And what, what, was, the, what was the job in Perth? Um, I was in charge of distributing the funding for the Indigenous Arts Grant Program. So I would like, people would come up and apply and go, can I have some funding to put on a show, a dance show in Broome? And me and the panel would decide if you can have any money and how much you can have. Then we'd go and watch the show. Right. Oh, Friend of the show and friend of yours, uh, Josh Earl, yes. was telling me a story two days ago that, <laughs> let's see how this story pans out. He um, <laughs> he was doing a show, he was emceeing a gig or he was doing a show and it was like a, a sort of like a government gig and it was some sort of awareness program uh, for the Indigenous arts and mm-hmm. it was a bit of a, like it was an Indigenous themed thing about, you know, very much positivity and, you know, hey, guys get into the arts and whatever and all these positive uh, role models and whatever it was. And he was performing and uh, it got to the end and he was selling CDs and merchandise and stuff. And uh, a young Indigenous lady just picked up a heap of it and walked out the door with it. And he was like, I can't, I can't sort of go, hey, you bloody thief, get back here. And she... She just picked it all up and walked oh. out the door, and Josh was Josh said he was just stuck in that 
frozen moment of what what can I possibly do? And people yeah. were seeing it as well and going, hey, is it politically correct to stop someone from committing a crime? Oh, man. <laughs> and she turned around and went, I'm bloody cheeky, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then just walked out the door with a couple hundred bucks worth of Earl gear. Oh, man. That Sweet is, Earl merch. That's a tough... That's like Josh Earl's Larry David moment. Yeah. You know? I have to say, I think I would have stopped her. Yeah, well, that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just can I get back to this thing that you said before about me only recently having moved out of home? Because you've made, you've made your little cracks at me a couple of times, and every time in my head I go... I moved out ages ago. Like, why is he still bringing this up? Now, this is something I've been sitting on for a little while. Uh, A few weeks ago, a friend of the show, Declan Fay, came around to my house because he was uh, meeting other friend of the show, Henry Stone, for a beer. Henry was staying at my place. So Declan came around to pick him up and they went off to have a drink together. That in and of itself was quite a weird scenario because Henry's, you know, like 20, what, he's 23 or 24 Mm -hmm, and... mm -hmm. Declan's an old man and he was just taking him out for a beer on a Saturday night. That in itself was, I, I found that a weird setup. I didn't yep. know what was going on. I didn't know whether to warn Henry. I didn't know whether to, what I should, whether I should go along and chaperone or whatever. But anyway, so Declan was comes. Was he on, do you have his blue card? <laughs> <laughs> Declan would never get a blue card. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Declan comes into my house and he's walking around and, you, and you've been to my house. Uh, Declan is in my house and he goes, ah, oh, this is. This is a really nice house. You got a, you know, got a nice place here. This is good. It's it's interesting because um Chandler drove me to a thing I was doing a little while ago, and uh, at the time he said he was really worried about you, and uh, you know I didn't know what was going on with your living arrangement. So it's good to see that you're doing well. I'm like, what the what's Chandler saying to people he's worried about me for? What what's this? What's he going on? And Declan goes, oh, he was just worried about you because when you were staying at your parents' house, you were sleeping in a lot. Now. What that's that that's just come to me through Declan. That's a direct quote. That's what he said to me. That you've said to him. What is your racket? Like, what, what, what that are you going around like saying me. to other people? You're worried about me for sleeping that in. That doesn't sound like me worrying about you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, but hanging shit on me to someone else—that oh. definitely does sound like you. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I don't remember saying that. I don't know why I would have said that. I was quite enraged at the time, I'll tell you that much. I nearly gave you a call going, coming from a bloke who is updating his Facebook every day with whatever's going on on that day's episode of The Love Boat. How dare you have a crack at my commitment to life? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. It was was funny, though, because, uh, yeah, I did have a a car trip with uh, Declan, and uh, he was sort of uh, throwing out a few teasers, trying to hook me, throwing out a few hooks, trying to to get me to say (laughs) something about someone and whatever, and about... (laughs) And especially about you, and I wasn't biting. And then he came back and went to you. Oh yeah, Chandler was giving. Uh, you were saying all this shit about you, and you go, yeah, that'd be right. And I go, I actually didn't. And then he goes, yeah, you didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because you know Declan. Uh, uh, you know, I, th- I feel like you know because he does a podcast with Nick Maxwell. You know, they're the two of them, and, and they have a working relationship together. I think he feels like every working relationship is the same as theirs. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think he wants to find out if, like, if we argue in the same way that they do about things or whatever. Yeah. He's, Declan's a, a, a funny guy because he, <laughs> he's he got the same point of view about me that you do and go, oh, yeah, he's an arsehole. And then I go, oh, okay. And then he goes, nah, you're actually a really good guy. Yeah. I've never said that about no, you. No, well, no, the second bit, no. But, yeah. <laughs> Carl is a top guy. Yeah. I don't get this. What's all this Carl's an arsehole business? <laughs> Please don't interrupt while we're trying to sort out our issues, Mel. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Phil's wife, for getting involved. But why is Carl an asshole? What's uh, he done? Give me an example. Give me some you, evidence. You clearly haven't listened to this show before. Yeah. Uh. No, I've, I have. I listened to a couple, yeah. but I I just see what's in front of me and I see. Oh, it's very sweet of you to say. I see the present. You put on it. You can't. When you want to, you can put on a good front. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's a front. It's a front. I like to think it's the real me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, let me just get to this. I was going to say this before and I was saying, you know, what would you uh, fall back on? Because I've never done anything uh, really uh, work-wise that's not comedy since I finished high school. So I've never known if this went tits up. I've, 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 I've got a real fear about it because I have really no other skills. Yep. But uh, at the start of the year, I went to the Laneway Festival in Melbourne. And I've done this for a couple of years. You can uh, apply to be a volunteer 
and you get a free ticket to the festival. Mm-hmm. And it just means you've got to work on the site for like two hours. I've done it before and you get, get you, you sign up to do it and you don't know what shift you're going to get. And this year I got the 7am till midday shift, which is perfect because midday is when the festival starts. So I just had to get there early, set up a whole bunch of stuff and then I just got to hang out for the rest of the day. It was great. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about it was I'm not, you know, it was all like setting up fences and doing sort of like labouring kind of stuff and I'm not built for that at all. Like I'm, And I'm generally, in any other work I've had, very unreliable and very shit at my job. <laughs> but because this group of people doing it were all like these indie hipster dregs who were just there to get a free ticket, by process of elimination, I was the most competent wow. and reliable person on the job. Whoa. Yeah. At one point I felt like turning around to the group and going, take a good look at yourselves, guys, because this, when this guy, and like the woman running The it, one-eyed man was really <laughs> king that day. Jesus. The woman running it was like just getting the shits with everyone because they're all like, I don't know where to put the nail gun down. And then I'm like, come on, guys, let's just go and get this done. And so she's loving me because I know what I'm doing. At one point I got given the responsibility of driving a ute around and going and picking up stuff. Really? I was loving it. And maybe it was just because, you know, I was just blessed with being the only good one at it. Yeah. It sort of made me go, maybe I could be a labourer. Maybe that's what I'd get into. Like, I loved it. I had such a great time setting up fences, driving around, picking up concrete slabs. Doing, doing actual work. Doing actual work. And it made me sort of think, maybe I'd be all right. I could do this, you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, I'd like, uh, yeah, so I've thought that sometimes, but I think it's gradually just dropped away where you go, like you sit at a desk or you, you you know you're doing comedy or you sit at home and watch the love boat all day which is my job at the moment apparently um and then you go well, I just want to go outside and just lift some stuff and yeah. whatever but then you know that's a thought and I've never actually done it yeah but it sounds good doesn't it I've done factory work before have you yeah like boxing up stuff in a warehouse Really? That was pretty fun. Yeah, me and my best friend did it for like a week in summer, and like during a real heat wave, and yeah. it was fun. It was good to do with a mate because you just, you know, you just fuck around. Yeah, uh. yeah. The only I've I only worked in one factory ever, and that was I. Th- I think I've brought it up on the show before when I when in I lived London? in England. In, in yeah, outside yeah. of outside of England, and it just we just there was three three Australians. And that was me and my friends, and then we just took over the factory inside two weeks, and we're running it, and reassigned new names to people. Like just went. Met someone called Jeff and went, you don't look like Jeff, you look like a Steve. Okay, everyone, <laughs> his name's Steve from now on. And then everyone called him Steve from then on, including his parents. We ran, ran, ran to, his, to his parents' house and his parents started calling him Steve. That's good. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. Um, hey, Mel, Melanie, Melanie Buttle. Yeah, that's my name. Uh, something I'm interested to ask you about. Pedestrian Bachelorette of the Year nominee. <laughs> Stop it, you. Um, yes, yes, somehow they uh, they nominated me for that, for mm-hmm. Bachelorette of the Year. Obviously, they needed someone as an ironic entry. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. What yeah. you, what, explain what it is. Right. There's, there's a group of uh, mad sluts um, who have been chosen, <laughs> uh, including myself, to, be, uh, to win this competition called Bachelorette of the Year. I'll give you a, a, a snapshot of the people who are in it. So there's Ruby Rose. There's Lara Bingle. Oh, wow. Your mates. Mel, my, all my all friends. All of your mates, yeah. yeah. Then there's Mel Buttle. Hannah Gadsby's in it as well. And then there's about 30 other girls that I that I don't know who they are, but they're the sort of people who like have hot photos of themselves and they're skinny and they're like, mm, I've got a blog and I make badges. Mm. They're like, <laughs> those girls. And this is a Big Brother style setup where you all have to live together, obviously? No, we don't. Oh, live damn. Wow, that would no, be great. No, it's a, it's, a, it's for this website. And I, I got nominated um, and you, you just, and it's public vote. So it's Facebook vote. And I've, I think I'm sitting pretty on about 325 votes, whereas Ruby Rose is on about 7,000. Right. So. Wow. Yeah. I hate anything like that that's, that's public vote. You know, like when, uh, you know, Channel V and stuff will have searches for a new mm, presenter. Mm. And yeah. that's, I would love to do that. I would love to work in like music presenting in some way. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll put a thing in. And then you, you realize that it's like to get into the short list of nominations, it's whoever has the most votes. And I go, I don't want to be that guy that's like making an event invite going, hey, guys, can, and yeah. put on their status every day. Yuck. Like, I don't want it if it's going to mean losing all my friends just for annoying them through Facebook. You wouldn't you know? trade your friends for a spot on Channel V? Uh, no. That's the kind of guy I am, Carl. <laughs> I value friendship. You are a great guy. Mm, I'm going to yeah. tell Deck about you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Uh, so when's it, when's it up? I don't know. It's soon. It closes soon, and then it goes from from the votes to a pup to the judges decide who's going to be the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Hang on. So there's votes, and then there's judges as there's, well. Yeah. So there's votes, and then <laughs> the top three. I think the judges decide who has the most votes by counting. <laughs> yeah, them. they re- they read the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, no, I, I don't know. It was it's a cool thing to be asked to do, but I don't actually understand like why they they picked me. I am a bachelorette. I'm single, but uh, I don't I don't quite get how they thought. Now, what have yeah. you been given any strict guidelines? Like, if you get a boyfriend before this thing's up, yeah. is that going to throw the whole thing in a disarray? Are they going to boot you out unceremoniously? Well. I don't think they felt the need to talk to me about that. Because <laughs> um, that's with the clear bachelor of the year. There's always like the guy yeah. who wins will like have a girl, like publicly known have a girlfriend. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're more just into um, just, it's just for lols on the internet. It's just for good times. Because I, I, I don't know. I know a few people in it have boyfriends and, and girlfriends. So Whoa. I don't know how seriously they take it. Mm. Yeah, right. Because that, but what like you said, the bachelor of the year. What does bachelor mean? Does it mean not married or just single or what does it I mean? I always thought it meant single. Like, right. not married, like, you know, there's a there's already a term for that, you know, like in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen some people in that Cleo Bachelor year and, and, and seen around that time someone going, oh, yeah, they're in a relationship, but they're just sort of cooling it down at the moment. They've just sort of stepped away from it a bit at the moment. It's like, is that just for a chance of winning Cleo Bachelor year? Yeah. Are you... Are you are you denigrating your girlfriend just maybe for, you know, someone picking up the wrong magazine instead of Dolly Doctor, they got Cleo this week and are going to vote for you? Like, yeah. What do you get? What do you get if you win the um, Bachelor of the Year? Hot chicks. Okay, cool. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. What do you... Do, do you, it, you get to pick a... your choice of the, of the pedestrian TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you get a? Do you know? Is there a prize for the Bachelorette of the Year? I think there is a small prize. It is. It is sponsored by a company. I think the prize is ten grand or Ooh, equivalent wow. from, from Ruby Rose. Doesn't need ten grand. Yeah, exactly. No, no she's raking it in. But um, and again, if it's if it's you know if it's popular if it's public vote, you know it's like the obviously the person with the highest profile, most well known, is going to win the money yeah. and is thus yeah. least deserving of having the money, least needing of the well, money. least needing of it. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Who wants like? I don't want to break my back voting for a celebrity went to win ten grand. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you're such a good bloke, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you come in here and ruin everything that I've been building over the last eighty something weeks? Mel's turning this show upside down. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, bachelors and bachelorettes and stuff. And Carl, you've talked about your girlfriend a bit this episode. Yeah. I don't know why I've singled out this episode, but. Uh, <laughs> How about this? I recently, I was in Sydney last week. Um, let's sizzle this up. I've I've filmed an ad. I'm going to be in an ad oh. that's going to be on. Yeah. Uh, this will be. It's like a proper ad too. Is it? It's a proper ad. It's for I can't say what it is yet. Yeah. Yeah. But you you like if you know me, you'll recognise me on there. And it was a group. It was a it group, was a group audition. Yes. Because the very first audition you went to, mm-hmm. I was in it as well. Yeah. And it was very very early on. I was discarded from the bunch. Yeah. Uh, it was before my new nice guy persona, to be fair. So if I went back in now, yeah. I think I'd probably nail it. No, well, that's that's like you 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 threw it, so I would have a better chance. Yes, you're uh, such yeah. a good okay. guy. Carl. Let's go with that. You're such a good guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was in Sydney filming that, and one of the guys who is in the ad is he's 22 years old. He's a young guy, and he was talking about how to me about how he lives with his partner. And you know, when someone says my partner, that's you know a man at that age. You know, I think this is fair. That's yeah. a bit of a flag where you go, okay, might be, might be gay. Yeah. You know, and not, not comfortable also, saying that. Yeah. 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 Yep. So I, in my head I had that and then it came out, uh, girlfriend. You know, the word girlfriend got used later on. I went, oh, okay. And then I just noticed him doing this heaps, just saying, oh, me and my partner do this, me and my partner, me and my partner. And then one night after the shoot we were out and uh, he said it and I was a little bit drunk. I just went him over. I went... Man, you're 22. You are too young to be calling your girlfriend your partner. That's so weird. You can't be doing that. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, I've been with her for three years. That's weird to call her my girlfriend after three years. I was like, N- is it? No, I don't think it is at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the term that you use when, you know, you're like 40 or 50 and it's 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 it feels like girlfriend feels like a younger term for like, you know, if you if you past a certain age, I don't think it qualifies. I reckon when I get married, I'm going to still call her my girlfriend. It just sounds <laughs> she'll love that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think is that bad? Yes. Of course it is. I think that's like keeping it fresh, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Guys, this is my fuck buddy. <laughs>
<laughs> you can't do that. Are you serious? Yeah, I am serious. You still think he's a good bloke? Do you still think he's a good bloke, Mel? Oh, okay, it's going. Down I still a bit. think he's a good bloke, but I think you need some guidance on that. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> I, I would prefer that. I'd be. I would prefer you refer to your your wife as your girlfriend than the wife. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That annoys the me. Misses. Yeah. The misses. The misses. The old ball of chain. <laughs> yeah. That stuff shits me. I now pronounce you husband and girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And husband and better half. Oh, God. But um, my, my dad is a, he's like 61. He has a girlfriend, but he has weird problems. He doesn't know what to call her either. And he doesn't want to say partner because then she'll get half his shit in his mind. Ah, uh, right. So he, and he, he knows the word girlfriend is inappropriate. So he calls her his lady friend. Uh, yeah. Which just I sounds mean, yuck. Yeah. Partner, right. partner in any, like, I mean, I understand why guys at a certain age do use it, but even then I just find it. I don't know. I just find it weird. I did. I, there was a, the, a comedian in Melbourne a couple of years ago that I, I I'd never seen his wife or anything like that, or, or didn't know exactly how he was connected with a with a partner or anything like that. And I went into a pub one night, and he was with this. And he's an older guy. He's probably about fifty, and he was with a, like a fifty year old lady. And he goes, "Oh, hi, Carl. Um, um, this is this is my partner." And then she just turns around and goes. Why did you call me your partner? Ooh. I'm married to you. <laughs> I'm your wife. But that's what you're going to cop when you call you, yeah. your future wife your girlfriend. Okay, yeah, okay. I can see it now. Yeah. I can see what's wrong with what I said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'll bring this up um, very quickly. Um, this is something I haven't brought up on the show. I just thought of then. Um, I, as I said, I used to live in Ballarat. For a short period of time, what you said about the guy uh, and you know maybe having a gay partner or whatever, mm-hmm. for a very short period of time, believe this or not, um, I you sucked I, on dicks. No, oh no. god, I really thought it was going to be that. <laughs> oh man, no, I felt in I, my I, head just then was a voice going, "Everything is about to change yeah. for you." No, 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 no. God I was, damn it! I remember being single in 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 Ballarat, and uh, I played soccer, and I you know went out and stuff like that. And I, I had a housemate that was uh, worked in a Thai restaurant, and I was playing soccer on the weekend. And there, it came out one night I was going out. And my other teammates were like saying to me, oh, you know that um, the bloke who plays in defense, you know, he's, uh, he's gay, don't you? And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. I actually didn't know that. Um, but I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I actually quite liked him. He's a good guy. And we'd always have a bit of niggle, though. We'd always be like back and forth. Like, you know, like you me and you. Yeah. <laughs> no, not like me and you at all. No way. <laughs> he actually looked a lot like Luke McGregor. It's now, a lot like, more. Think about it. <laughs> This guy looked a, a lot like And let Luke me McGregor. say this, you and me, there's a lot more forth than back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my best behavior on in front of Mel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so he was a lot like Luke McGregor and <laughs> we go back and forth and whatever. And we went out one night and they said, oh, he's gay. And I went, yeah, that's cool. And they said, oh, the other thing is, he's really keen on you. Yeah, like, he's, he's got a real thing for you. And I'm yes. like, really? But then I stopped playing for that team, not because of that moment. But I ended up being on a different, literally on the different team from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, str- he stopped playing on that team. <laughs> yeah. So you could say you started playing for the other side? Yes. yes. Exactly. exactly. I was definitely playing for a different side to him. But then he would play on me. He would play on me. Mm-hmm. He would be in defence so and I'd be up forward. Like he'd pitch and you'd catch? That yes. sort of arrangement? Or? I can't. Yeah. I keep trying There's to think no of a different, <laughs> a different phrasing, but Jeez, it just keeps the, coming the, up the same. The fact that sport is involved in this story has really yeah. fucked you. There's yeah. no way around it. Yeah. I can't. What's a, what's a more innocent way? <laughs> I had sex with it. No, that's not the one. Yeah. Um, no, I was, so I would play uh, in a forward position. No, that's not it. Um, I would play... As a striker, everything sounds sexual. Mel had it right. You sucked his dick. Yeah, no. That's, there's no implications in that. This didn't. That didn't happen. <laughs> so his balls are on your chin. <laughs> Just go from there. Let's go from there. We both had a goal. You've and given him. Was... You've given him your own personal colonic. Oh <laughs> man. How did how did it end, Carl? What happened? What, what's the so anyway? Friends, I, no, no, no. It was like. <laughs> It, it, I was fine with it, but it was just that everyone else would like in the in my new team would go. Ah, we know what's going on here, and so he would be, you know, the ball ball be up the other end. Again, man, this sounds bad. So <laughs> come so, on, class, settle. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would be up the other end um, of the field. Oh man, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so anytime I would be getting heckled from both teams. Yeah, like both teams would be going, "How's your mate going? Hey, hey, why don't you give him a kiss?" But like, it was like. You're his teammates. Yeah. What are you doing? So anyway, that, I thought, oh, well, that's, you know, that's cool. At least I thought, well, that's something. You know, someone's got a bit of affection for me. That's something, you know. <laughs> this is a lonely part period of my life. I didn't have anyone. I didn't have a partner. Yeah. Didn't before have you knew me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then 
I was, I think people were talking to me one night at, um, th- at this restaurant and it was, uh, I had friends that worked at this restaurant and they were telling the story or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a good story or whatever. And then the, the, one of the Thai chefs, uh, chefs just sort of sidles up to me and goes, yeah, I've always thought the same, same thing as well. So I was like, am I a gay icon in Ballarat? <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting like no action on the other side of things at the time. And oh, like, and you thought... This might be easier. Yeah. It might be easier. I'm getting more attention. Maybe this is a, a pass that's being made for me. Yeah. But I've got... I've, uh, I lost it then. That was it. That was the end. I had like two, yeah, gay uh, uh, friends then uh, uh, that, were, that were quite keen and then nothing ever since. So I was a little bit... What do you I've mean? lost my gay mojo. Oh, you've got you've had no one keen on you since. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you meant, you, I thought you meant, and now I've got no gay friends. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've lost my... So again, if you're gay and you love me, email in. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow, that's a fascinating... It was a... It was a... A weird time, every time I would play soccer, I'd, ha- I'd play against him and be like, I can't even, I feel like I can't even tackle him or anything because it's like, <laughs> is that homophobic to try and get the ball off him or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So what you're saying, Carl, is some male sporting teams have weird attitudes towards sexuality. <laughs> mm. Mm. Unheard yeah. of. I'm breaking it here. I'm breaking yeah. it. Oh, well, yeah, right in. If you're, uh, if you think of, if you want to do a bit of Photoshop work, Carl Chandler oh. is a gay icon. Let's get that going. The dumb, little dum dum float. We're going to Sydney soon. Yeah. Can we get a float? Yeah. Not even Mardi Gras, just our own one that we just drive down King Street in Newtown. <laughs> Bit of local reference for you guys. That's what you can expect. Yeah. Um, well, guys, that does bring us to the end of the little dum dum club for another week. Mel Buttle, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, yeah. Thank you, champs. Uh, people can hear you on your own podcasts, The Minutes. Yes. And You're Welcome. Correct. Anything else coming up that you would like to plug? Uh, just, just do gigs. Have a look at my website, melbuttle.com.au, and I'll probably have a gig near your house sometime soon. Oh, great. Don't look for her on Facebook. No. Yeah, you won't find her. Uh, we have got our live show coming up Sydney, July 8th at the Comedy Store. Tickets are on sale now at Comedy... Is it just, It's comedystore.com.au. Yes. You can get on there and find tickets. You can also find them at our Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter at Dum Dum Club. Send us an email, littledumdumclub at gmail.com. We've got the T-shirts for sale. Our live episodes. T-shirts, the... we're officially out of blue, extra large. Ooh, yeah. So um, it's lose some weight. Yep. Uh, if you want it's a good blue motivation, t-shirt. yeah. <laughs> Come uh, the, running with me and my girlfriend. The littledumdumclub.bandcamp.com for our live episodes from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Guys, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.